Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. And it needs to say, I'm a thoughtful person. And I appreciate you. And I know exactly what you like. All at the same time. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz fan, the zen seeker, the artist, or the pasta lover. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there's something for everyone on Etsy. A gifting moment is always around the corner. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Gift easy with Gift Mode on Etsy. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the urgent search for a missing submersible carrying five people to the wreckage of the Titanic. The new details we're learning from the Coast Guard. Here are tonight's headlines. The people inside now lost at sea with diminishing air supply as authorities desperately race against the clock searching for the small vessel. We are deploying all available assets. Last year, CBS News was aboard a similar one from the same company. Your thrusters can go, your lights can go, you're still going to be safe. Next thing I know, all hell break loose. At least one person is dead and nearly two dozen injured in Mississippi following a weekend of tornadoes and violent storms. When I came outside, I was shocked. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken met with Chinese President Xi Jinping today in Beijing. The atmosphere has been tense. You just said China did not agree to military line of talks. Did Xi Jinping just say no? It's a work in progress. It's every parent's worst nightmare. Holiday weekend celebrations in several cities have been torn apart by gunfire. Several people have died in a series of shootings. I was just pleading for help. I thought that I was going to die. In our new series, we explore one reason why the country is facing a shortage of OBGYNs and the impact it could have on your health. The criminalization of providing medical care is the primary driver. We'll introduce you to the program increasing diversity in classical music and meet the young harpist playing her way to success. It allows me to express myself in ways that sometimes words can't.
Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Juneteenth holiday. I'm Jerika Duncan in for Nora. We begin tonight with some breaking news in the desperate search for a small submersible that disappeared while taking a crew of five people to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean to view the Titanic shipwreck. The search area is located about 720 miles from Halifax, Nova Scotia, where the wreckage sits about 13,000 feet below the surface. Coast Guard officials say the 22-foot submersible carries enough oxygen for about four days. Now, among the five people on board, according to family members, is explorer and British billionaire Hamish Harding. The last communication from the vessel was Sunday morning. CBS's MTS tie-up leads us off tonight with the late-breaking developments. It's a race against time to find the submersible and those on board after it lost communication an hour and 45 minutes into its two and a half mile deep dive into the North Atlantic to see the haunting wreckage of the Titanic. The sub only carries around 96 hours worth of oxygen and its crew, which is understood to include British billionaire Hamish Harding, hasn't been heard from in over a day now. The U.S. Coast Guard is leading the multinational Good search. Good afternoon, everyone. It is a uh, remote area uh, and it is uh, a challenge to conduct a uh, search in that remote area, but we are deploying all available assets. No Oceangate only started making deep sea expeditions with tourists in 2021. A CBS Sunday morning team also made the journey to the ocean floor, which costs adventure tourists $250,000. At one point, the crew realized something was wrong. Do you know where we are? 100 meters to the bow, then 470 to the bow. If you are lost, so are we. One of the passengers put it this way. We were lost. We were lost for two and a half hours. The submersible is the first of its kind. CEO Stockton Rush told CBS Sunday Morning safety was a priority. Everything else can fail. Your thrusters can go, your lights can go, you're still going to be safe. The RMS Titanic began its maiden and final voyage from Britain to New York in 1912. It was the largest passenger ship on Earth at the time. After it struck an iceberg and sank, more than 1,500 people on board were killed. Maritime experts are already warning conditions deep in the Atlantic are hard to predict, and any attempt at a rescue for those trapped will be extremely difficult. Now, there are two possible theories as to what may have happened. One, that the sub lost comms and is essentially floated to the surface and is waiting to be found. Or two, and this is more serious, that something major has happened and it has sunk to the bottom of the ocean floor. With rescue workers warning, they don't have the kind of equipment they need on the scene to reach those kinds of depths. Jerika. Very scary stuff. Thank you, MTS Tayeb. We turn now to the severe weather with officials in Mississippi assessing the damage after multiple tornadoes swept through the state overnight. At least one person was killed and nearly two dozen people injured after twisters destroyed homes and pulled trees up by their roots. CBS's Omar Villafranca reports tonight on the recovery efforts as more storms and brutal heat is on the way. Row after row of homes in Lewin, Mississippi were torn to shreds by a powerful tornado that touched down overnight. One person was killed and nearly two dozen were injured. Emergency responders scrambled to pull survivors from the rubble. Several people were transported to area hospitals. Next thing I know, <laughs> all hell break loose. Alfred Cavalier escaped the storm uninjured. He took cover in his bathroom as the storm passed over his house. I was shocked. 
to see everything like this here, all the devastation. At least 26 tornadoes have been reported since Friday, touching down in 10 states from New Jersey to Oklahoma. In Tulsa, Michael Zimmerman was jolted awake when part of a tree fell on his house. Heard a big boom and I thought the roof was gone. More severe weather spun up across the south today. This funnel cloud was captured in Miramar Beach, Florida. No one was hurt. Meanwhile, a heat wave is gripping parts of Texas and Louisiana. Apply cool water to her entire skin surface while fanning her, okay? In Fort Worth, calls to 911 are picking up as the temperature rises. There were more than two dozen heat-related emergencies from a Juneteenth parade this morning. The heat index hit 113 this afternoon in Fort Worth, really? and emergency yeah. crews are getting ready. What advice do you tell people who are going to an outdoor event? Be aware of those warning signs that if you start to sweat like crazy, you start to have some muscle cramps, that's your body saying, okay, I'm done. MedStar says the most common type of heat-related call they get is for heat exhaustion, the symptoms being sweating profusely and cramps, nausea, and dizziness. But medical professionals say if you know you're going to be outside in this heat, they suggest starting to hydrate at least two days before and keep hydrating when you're outside. And the best thing to drink, they say, is water. Jerika? Got to pay attention to your body. Omar Villafranca, thank you. For more on just how long the heat will last, let's turn to meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Chris, good evening. Good evening, Jerika. It is a June scorcher with more dangerous heat across the south and especially across Texas, where once again tomorrow feels like temperatures will top 120 degrees for parts of Texas. Storms also firing this evening and the storms as they drop south with damaging winds possible, a lot of lightning, some very heavy rain will continue to move through Florida into the morning hours. A lot of heavy rain this week expected on and off throughout the southeast. We'll have to watch out for more flash flooding and also new this evening. Tropical storm Brett forms in the Atlantic and Jerica on this track. The storm is expected to become a hurricane as it enters the Caribbean later this week. All right, we'll keep an eye on it, Chris. Thank you. Overseas now, Secretary of State Antony Blinken sat down with China's President Xi today in Beijing in hopes of easing tensions between the world's two superpowers. It was the first trip to China by U.S. Secretary of State in nearly five years. CBS's Margaret Brennan is in Beijing tonight with more on what was discussed at the high-stakes meeting. This 35-minute face-to-face encounter with Xi Jinping, China's all-powerful leader, is why President Biden sent Secretary Blinken to China. The United States and China have an obligation to responsibly manage our An intense diplomatic push meant to avoid a direct conflict with a nuclear power. Last month, a Chinese fighter jet buzzed a U.S. surveillance aircraft. Weeks before, a Chinese warship nearly collided with a U.S. ship. In two days of talks, Blinken's main goal was to persuade Chinese officials to resume contact between the two militaries, cut off since August last year. It's less a hotline and more regular engagement, regular uh, communication, so that they understand what we're doing and not doing. But she did not agree. U.S. sanctions on China's defense minister were an excuse for why he refuses calls. Espionage is another pressure point. China recently expanded a spy station in nearby Cuba to intercept U.S. communications. Did you raise the listening post in Cuba that was recently disclosed and you talked about? 
I did. I'm not going to characterize their response, but I told them that this is um, a, a serious concern for us. Blinken's original February trip was postponed after the shootdown of a Chinese spy balloon over U.S. airspace. The two countries did agree to work together to combat fentanyl. I made very clear to, to China that this is an area where we want and need to see real cooperation. Ingredients for that narcotic come from China. Blinken said the Chinese government can control the flow of that deadly drug, which is the number one cause of death of Americans under 50. President Xi notably said progress had been made this weekend, but U.S. officials said there were no breakthroughs on tough issues like Taiwan. Xi Jinping warned the U.S. not to hurt China's legitimate rights and interests. One key development? Blinken pressed for the release of three Americans that the U.S. considers wrongfully detained. I not only raised, but talked some length about the individual cases of the detained uh, Americans. Is, are we in a place, though, as two governments where you're negotiating or even talking about a prisoner yeah. release? Or is this we, just... Yes, we are. You are? We are. Secretary Blinken told me that President Xi may come to San Francisco in November and meet with President Biden there. But, Jerika, a lot depends on managing this relationship. It's complicated and there are a lot of tensions. As for President Biden coming here to China, Blinken told me, never say never. All right, Margaret Brennan for us tonight. Thank you. Now to the deadly weekend of violence and mass shootings that killed at least a dozen people and injured more than 100. So far this year, more than 800 children and teens have been killed by guns. CBS's Charlie DeMar reports tonight from a violent crime scene outside of Chicago where a survivor described the chaos. A Juneteenth celebration in Willowbrook, Illinois, Sunday turned deadly after an unknown number of people opened fire on the crowd. At least one person died, 22 were injured. The motive behind this incident is unclear, and then this is still an active investigation. 23-year-old Mariah Dixon crawled under a car and was shot in the knee. I saw people's feet still running past me. Nobody, I didn't think anybody heard me. In St. Louis, it was at a party gone wrong. We're going to need some additional equipment. People could be seen running from the building, but not before 11 were shot, all teenagers. A 17-year-old died. The violence these children experienced last night is intolerable and unacceptable. In all, 19 mass shootings in the last 72 hours, at least 14 people killed, and an astounding 101 people injured. Guns were used in nearly 21,000 homicides in 2021. According to Johns Hopkins, 36% of those victims were young black men who make up only 2% of the population. We know that there's a correlation between amounts and levels of guns in the community and gun death. Mariah Dixon says her life has been changed I'm forever. I'm 23 years old and I don't know if I'll be ever able to attend parties again. And here in Willowbrook, Illinois, investigators are still processing this massive crime scene. And we're told that the sheriff's department is currently interviewing some of those witnesses and some of those victims. But at this point, 
No arrests have been made. Jerika. Charlie DeMar of Fort Willowbrook, Willowbrook, Illinois, for us tonight. Thank you. We turn now to a looming crisis when it comes to women's health care. The shortage of OBGYN doctors is expected to get worse in the years ahead. It's having an effect on medical students who are deciding on what and where to practice based on a state's abortion laws. CBS's Janet Shamlian takes a closer look at what's changed since Roe versus Wade was overturned in our series after Roe, one year. Erin Duffy is a third-year med student in Florida, but this is not where the future OBGYN wants to be a doctor. Unless things change, it wouldn't be my first choice to practice here. What about other restrictive states, Texas, yeah. elsewhere? It's just not an environment I really want to be in. Students like Duffy are increasingly steering clear of OBGYN residencies in states with abortion bans. Applicants in those states plummeted more than 10% since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Some are deciding to avoid the specialty altogether, worried about the ability to practice evidence-based medicine. There's also the big concern of the possibility of being legally prosecuted. Use me on Thursday morning. Dr. Nicole Scott is the director of the OBGYN residency program at Indiana University School of Medicine. Says she's already seen a drop in applications. What I'm specifically worried about is the retention of those doctors once they're finished training and their practice after residency. And that puts the health of all women at risk, as OBGYNs also screen for cancer, perform well women exams, and prescribe contraception. This really isn't just about abortion access. Dr. Amelia Huntsberger was doing that in Idaho, where most abortions are banned. It's very clear that Idaho is no longer a safe place to practice medicine. The OBGYN is leaving for neighboring Oregon after her rural hospital closed its maternity unit, citing in part staffing and Idaho's political climate. If I'm an OBGYN resident coming out of residency and I'm looking around at different options, why would I look at Idaho and say, oh, I really want to move there to the state where I could be charged with a felony for providing medical care? Current doctors leaving and new ones practicing elsewhere, leading to labor pains in women's health care. Janet Shamley in CBS News, Orlando. Well, Juneteenth celebrations were held today across the country. The federal holiday marks the day in 1865 when the last enslaved people in the United States learned they were free. In Fort Worth, Texas, 96-year-old Opal Lee right there took part in a two-and-a-half-mile freedom walk. She spent decades advocating for this day to be recognized as a national holiday, and she's known as the grandmother of Juneteenth. Well, some communities out west are a hot spot for some migrating crickets. That's straight ahead. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great-tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great-tasting, high-quality organic dairy, ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find Organic Valley Dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. People living in parts of Nevada and Idaho are dealing with an invasion of so-called Mormon crickets. The crickets, which look like large grasshoppers, are migrating through the area after being dormant for four years. They don't fly, they don't bite, but when they get squished by cars, they make a mess. Some have been forced to use leaf blowers and even a snowplow to push piles of these little critters out of the way. Nice. Well, pop singer B.B. Rexa is recovering from a frightening incident at a concert in New York. What she's now telling her fans tonight, next. Pop star B.B. Rexa is assuring fans tonight that she's okay after being hit in the face with a cell phone during a concert in New York City Sunday night. In a video today, she showed her bruised and bandaged eye and reassured her fans she's all right. A 27-year-old man who threw the phone is facing an assault charge. Well, how the faces of classical musicians are changing, that's next. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Finally tonight, music has long been a tool to help bring people together. CBS's Nancy Chen shows us how one orchestra program is giving more musicians of color a chance to shine. Olivia Tilly's harp stood well above her when she started lessons at age seven. What do you like about playing the harp? It allows me to express myself in ways that sometimes words can't. Now 18, she says she was often one of the few performers of color in the halls she played in until she signed up for the Washington Musical Pathways Initiative. In classical music, less than 6% of undergraduate music majors in higher institutions for music are African-American and Latinx. We want to change that. Students, including Austin Adernijo, get free private lessons and master classes at the Kennedy Center from established musicians like the String Queens. I'm going to try to have that translate through the music. I don't even know where I would be without this program. It's part of a national network to foster professional careers in music. The DC initiative just graduated its first class. That included Tilly, who will enroll in Juilliard in the fall. I've gotten to meet a lot of other talented individuals who inspire me and who I can also look up to that look like me. A prelude to creating music for years to come. Nancy Chen, CBS News, Washington. 
And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell and all of us here, I'm Jerika Duncan. Have a great night. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.